What's good, fam? This is Pastor G. And sometimes I sit back and I just have to recalibrate. You know, overall, I'm doing okay. But I realize that sometimes I'm processing things the wrong way or I'm I'm stressed out about a situation. And then there are other times that I realize I'm slipping in this area or I'm not as focused as I could be over here. And this is an ongoing process, at least for me. Now, I know that many of you are always on point, but me, nah. You know, sometimes because I'm feeling overwhelmed, you know, by all the stuff that's happening around me or and or to me, um, I forget about just how good I actually got it because I'm so focused on a negative. And this can be real dangerous. You know, when you stay in that place where we forget about the, the, the fact that there are plenty of good things that are still happening in our lives. And this is especially dangerous when good things are happening and a good God is taking care of us. But we decide in the midst of that, that we want to pursue other things or we want to chase after negative things. So one of my goals is constantly to be in tune with him. And so today we're going to take a look in the book of Zechariah and we're going to talk about the topic. I'm not trying to go out like that. Coming up next on The Trifling Ones. All right, so we're going to read Zechariah chapter 11, verses 7 through 9. And it says, So I shepherded the flock marked for slaughter, particularly the oppressed of the flock. Then I took two staffs and called one favor and the other union, and I shepherded the flock. In one month, I got rid of the three shepherds. The flock detested me. And I grew weary of them and said, I will not be your shepherd. Let the dying die and the perishing perish. Let those who are left eat one another's flesh. Now, there are three things that I want to talk about or discuss with you today, because it's easy for us to get caught up in stuff and find ourselves in a similar situation to God's people in this text. But me, like I said before, I'm not trying to go out like that. The first of those points is receiving the shepherd's love. Verse seven tells us that God shepherds the flock that's been marked for slaughter. So these are sheep who prior to this had been set aside to be sold and they were being sold specifically to be destroyed, to be killed. So in effect, what God is doing is he's telling his people that he's stepping in to stop them from being sold and slaughtered. And just as he's using this analogy of the sheep for his people, the same applies to each and every one of us. Because the bottom line is that oftentimes we're on our way to certain death because of the things that we do. Keep in mind that we're told that the wages of sin is death. Meaning what we get paid for these bad decisions that we make is ultimately death. The thoughts we have, the things we do, the decisions that we make often lead us in directions that cause us to sin 
and cause us to deal with some form of destruction. So in this text, we're being told that we're marked for slaughter because we're just as trifling as they come. So we deserve death and God steps in to redeem us, to save us. He shows us a shepherd's love, even though we try our absolute best to run off, to escape, to get into this or to get into that. Verse seven also tells us that he has two staffs. Now, a staff are are what you call long sticks and they have a hook on the end of it. And these sticks can be used to either guide the sheep in one direction or even to protect them um, from some type of predator or what have you. And so the text tells us that he has two of these staffs and he names one favor and the other one is called union. And so when we receive the shepherd's love, favor falls on our lives. What's that look like? Well, things work out in that class that we've been struggling with. Or we receive a promotion when we weren't the most qualified for the job. Favor. We get a business proposition that was completely and thoroughly unexpected. It just came out of nowhere. We receive the love of our lives even when we don't deserve it. God shows us favor. But then that other staff is union. means coming together. And one of the things that we're told is that in the 133rd Psalm, it says that where there is unity, that is where God commands his blessing. And so what we're being told here is that he has these two staffs. Favor will fall upon our lives and we'll operate in the spirit of unity, which is where God blesses. So if we receive the shepherd's love, there are blessings attached to that. Unfortunately, however, the second point is rejecting spiritual leadership, rejecting spiritual leadership. Verse number eight says that within a month, Three shepherds who cared nothing for the flock, who had no problem with selling them and them dying, were removed by the good shepherd. And after that happens, we're told that the sheep or the people detest the good shepherd. So there's someone there who wants to take care of them and provide for them and protect them. And the people are like, nah, I'm good. Nah, we don't we don't we don't really want you or need you. It's funny because have you ever noticed that when things become stabilized, when things are working out, when when we're drama free and we feel protected, we start looking for stuff to get into. We forget about what the drama felt like, like when we were in the drama and we were dealing with the anxiety and all the rest of that. We're like, Lord, get me out of this. But then when things settle down and we get comfortable and We become confident in the blessings that are around us. We start looking for stuff. We get bored and we get idle because God is moving in our life. But then what happens is the blessings become overshadowed by other stuff, stuff we're trying to get to and stuff that might not be completely perfect. And so we start tripping and we lose focus. We reject spiritual leadership. So the good shepherd replaces those whose sole purpose is to take us out, to sell us into our own demise. And it's during those times that we start wandering away from him. 
You know, some of us don't need to read the Bible all that often when stuff is going well. Like we were we were rocking with the word uh, when we were struggling. But now that things are good, like we can focus on other stuff, enjoying life. You know, we we miss weeks of the trifling ones because everything's all right. But then, you know, we need a word. We need Pastor G, Pastor G, drop another one for me when stuff is not going so good. But I'm going to ask you to pause and consider because today there are some things that are going right in your life. Even when there's a whole lot of stuff going wrong, there are some things that are happening. And how do I know this? I know this because if you're listening to this podcast, it means that you at least are able to hear that your mind works right, that you've got technology to be able to listen to this. Because right now there's somebody who even if they tried, they can't hear this podcast because they have no hearing. There's someone who's sleeping under a bridge right now who is exposed to all the elements and they don't have access to technology and Wi-Fi and all the rest of that. There are some things, trust me, that are going right in your life right now. Do not allow everything that's going on. Don't allow the fact that God has taken care of you to have you move either in the wrong direction or just simply to forget and focus on all that's going wrong. And so we talk about receiving the shepherd's love and then we talk about rejecting spiritual leadership. But then we have the third point, which are the repercussions from sinful living. And this is what I'm talking about when I say I'm not trying to go out like that. The repercussions from sinful living, because verse number nine says, I will not be your shepherd. So now God has had it. He's like, ah, okay, I see you. I I see how you all get down. He says, let the dying die and the perishing perish. Let those who are left eat one another's flesh. See, when we reject things like obedience to God's spirit and responsibility to humanity, when we forget about living right, when we decide that there are other things that are more important to us, well, then there are repercussions from sinful living. You know, God says, "Okay, you don't want me. You don't want my protection. Well, I'll let you get to whatever it is that you want. But you probably really don't want it. Have you ever actually gotten something that you were trying to get to like you were fighting to get there only to figure out that you didn't really want it after all? Some of us pursued someone or something with everything that we had. And then when we finally caught it or got it, we were like, man, you know, we we followed somebody who was what we considered the epitome of beauty. Then when we actually got to him, we realized that they had more baggage than somebody who was traveling around the world twice. We went hard for some things and we ignored some signs We were fixed, determined, and nobody could tell us that we weren't doing the right thing. But then we found out that the grass wasn't always greener on the other side. So today, if you don't want to go out like that, receive the shepherd's love. Receive the fact that he's trying to help us. Even when it doesn't feel like it, even when it's painful. There is absolutely nothing that he won't do for us. There's nothing that he won't do in the way of favor 
and union. Those are his staffs that he has just for us as he's our good shepherd. If not, if we don't receive the shepherd's love, then what we do in effect is we reject spiritual leadership. And then we will absolutely, certainly beyond a shadow of a doubt, deal with the repercussions from sinful living. And so choose him today because I'm sure that you are not trying to go out like that. Heavenly Father, we come before you recognizing that you're always good. You're always seeking to shepherd us. You're always seeking to watch over us. And yet we're not always willing to follow you. We're not always grateful for what you do. We're not always focused on how good you are. We ask right now that you at this moment remind us of all the great things that are happening in our lives, even though there's the possibility and a temptation to be overshadowed by some of the things that aren't perfect. We ask right now, Heavenly Father, that we don't reject you and all that you do for us. We have no desire to deal with the repercussions that come from a sinful life. So we say thank you for the good and the bad. We say thank you for the hard and for the fair. We say thank you for always being there for us. We say thank you for pulling us away from the shepherds that sought to kill us. We say thank you for just being you. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you would forgive us because we know that we've committed many sins against you. We know that we haven't always followed. Please forgive us. Wipe us clean. Receive us. And send us back out into this cold, cruel world so that we can have maximum impact as always. All these things we ask in your son, Jesus Christ's name. And all of the trifling ones said, amen. Thank you.